This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome to the Inside Carolina postgame podcast. I'm John Siegley. I'm joined by Dewey Burke. We are sponsored, as always, by Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. Dewey, this postgame pod is going to feel a lot better than most of them have been this season because UNC just got done beating the NC State Wolfpack 85-79. to As a phrase that I kind of throw around with my friends, there's three sureties in life, death taxes and Roy Williams beating NC State because, man, he just does not like losing to that team from Raleigh. What do you think it was that let Carolina really just, you know, finish state off because Carolina got, got up to a big lead, especially in the second half, but then the Wolfpack went on a bit of a run. But I tell you, man, I was very impressed with their composure that they were able to keep them at arm's length and finish this one off. And what do you think just kind of was the driving force behind that tonight? Well, you said it right. They finished the game, and that's what's been our monumental struggle all year. But if you go back and look at the final possessions, we still weren't great defensively. We gave up a lot of easy ones, a lot of layups, a couple open threes. But on the other side, when we had the ball, we were not turning the ball over. Even the possession where it ended with Garrison heaving a a desperation three that ended in a shot clock violation – That still ran 30 seconds off the clock, and it wasn't a live ball turnover that ended up in an easy easy shot down the other end. So we managed the possessions offensively exponentially better than we have. Cole made a big jumper. Keeling made a a tough shot on the break. We made free throws. But the biggest thing, John, is we weren't turning the ball over. And that's what kept happening in all these different ways that we found to lose these games at the end of late as we kept turning the ball over and we didn't do that tonight. I was also very impressed with Garrison making the free throws down the stretch. And that was something that he struggled with in a couple games in particular, you know, that Duke game, just no one could hit a free throw, 
But man, in this one, he went 14 from 16 and made, I think, all but one in the clutch time. Do we talk about just Garrison, what you have seen from him this season, and what do you think this means for his development, both for the rest of 2020 and beyond to next season? Well, he's been undoubtedly the the brightest light for our team all year. And what's so impressive to me about his development is this is not who he was or he who he was written up to be coming into his Carolina career. He was, I think, a lot what we saw last year is who we thought Garrison was. Very solid defender, grab you six, seven rebounds a game, finish him shots around the basket, mostly offense, offensive rebounds, and you wouldn't really think of ever running your offense through him. And you that's what you saw tonight. We ran our entire offense through Garrison Brooks, and he responds with 30 and 9. So uh, it's an incredibly confident kid in his ability to score the basketball now. He's comfortable out to 18 feet, catching and shooting the basketball. He's shot the ball very well from the perimeter this year. Uh, he's able to score over both shoulders. He's able to finish strong at the rim. And, and and that, to me, especially when you look at him compared to Armando, is the difference in being a junior and having that time in the weight room and the strength you have in your lower body to get position, to explode up, and then in your upper body to finish and stay balanced when you're getting hit. And, and those are the things that Armando will just need to grow into, even though he probably is more talented and more gifted. Garrison's put the work in, and we ran our entire offense through him. Uh, shot the ball great from the free throw line. And boy, does it set us up for next year. Not that we're looking ahead already, but for next year to have a senior Garrison Brooks as your anchor with a lot of young kids coming in, talented kids, but young, uh, you really look forward and you feel blessed to have him coming back as a senior. And can we also give a shout out to Christian Keeling because he had another tremendous game. He has really caught on fire as of late. I think just, what I have noticed from him is he is playing much better within the offense and defense. He is still giving all of his effort. He's never going to be kind of that lockdown defender at the two guard spot, but he is out there hustling. I was just tremendously impressed with his play tonight as well. I agree. And look, he's undersized for this conference. You know, he looks like he's about six feet tall, six one and 150 pounds. So everything is going to come more difficult for someone of that size in this conference. And, uh, but what he has been able to do in the last five, six, maybe even 10 games is make shots. And it's just been so brutally difficult for us to score the basketball this year. We still shot very poorly from three tonight, uh, three for 16, but someone else that can take some pressure off of Cole and Garrison is what he provided tonight just by making shots, you know, uh, some of them of his own creation, but most of them just catch and shoot opportunities that that come from Cole drawing so many eyes and, and, and the attention he garners with the ball in his hands. This is what we needed during those difficult periods of the season. Uh, and obviously when Cole was out, it was even tougher to score. Uh, so credit to him for, you know, having the confidence to knock shots down. He didn't have that early, but he's got it now. And he's a scrappy kid, seven rebounds as well, as you noted. And uh, boy, we needed just about every bucket he gave us. So it was great to see him make shots. 
Yeah, those seven rebounds were very crucial, and I think that's where there was kind of the the hidden stat to the game where UNC really did win this is in the offensive rebounds. I mean, they got 13 compared to only seven for State, and I think that just showed the level of effort that was present tonight, and Roy Williams did an excellent job getting the team prepared, and they just had the mentality that they were not going to lose to NC State, and regardless of how the season finishes, this gives them a pretty good thing to at least hang their hat on that, hey, we beat our cross town or you know, our rivals from from Raleigh twice. So they have, you know, given up some games to some other in state, but hey, at least they can say we went two and no against the Wolfpack like Coach Williams wants us to. Uh, that's right. And at seventeen and eleven, they may have just been pushed outside the bubble and they're looking in on the uh on the big dance now, which I'm happy that we had a hand in that. I mean, they've got Duke coming up. They showed their schedule on the screen. I can't remember who else, but you know, they can't expect to get into the tournament if they are 18 and 13, 18 and 14, I wouldn't think. So this loss for them is absolutely brutal to their tournament hopes, which is great that it came at the hands of us uh, uh, on our floor and, and that we defended and, and took care of business. And then obviously it was also great that Duke lost tonight. So it was a good night for us. We haven't had many. Uh, but Duke lost at Wake. We took care of State. So all feels right with the world, at least right now. It does, yeah. NC State has a game against Pitt and then at Duke and then home game against Wake Forest, which, as you mentioned, just knocked off Duke also on this Tuesday night. So all in all, a pretty good night to be a Tar Heel fan. We haven't been able to say that too often this season, but it just shows that at the end of the day, these kids are going to continue to fight. And that's probably overall the singular most impressive thing to me, at least, is that this team could have folded. They could have absolutely packed their bags and gone home about 10 different times this season. And instead, they're still out there hustling, busting their butts. And, you know, it sometimes it still doesn't work and they come up just a tad bit short. But tonight their efforts paid off and they got a big time rivalry win. So I think just mentally, this is probably a big time relief for them. Wouldn't you say, Dewey? I would. And one of the things, you know, I, I try to watch a lot of stuff in between whistles and in and out of huddles and just looking at body language and are the guys locked in and listening to coach? Are they bickering? Are they fighting? And I've seen none of that. I mean, I really have been impressed. It's, it, it would appear they've stayed together uh, despite how difficult this has been. I mean, how astounding what they said on the telecast that if they had lost tonight for eight in a row, it would have been the longest losing streak since 1951. Uh, one that speaks to how good we've been for so long, but also uh, just a historically difficult season for us. But I don't get the sense that there's been infighting. I haven't heard anything, not that I could necessarily share uh, you know, intimate information that, that I would have heard, but I haven't. I haven't heard anything negative. I know Coach has been grinding, and so it's a credit to both the kids and the quality of kid we have, but also to Coach Williams that he's kept them together uh, as tough as this has been, as difficult as the losing streak was, all those kinds of things. Uh, they've hung in there. They got a great win tonight that we that we needed, not because it's going to help us for the postseason, because uh, obviously unless we win the – Win the ACC tournament, we're not going anywhere. But to beat your in-state rival, and from the state perspective, you know, if ever you had a chance to get Carolina, it was this year when we were when we were down and we got them twice. So that feels great. Happy for the the kids who have showed a lot of character, and uh, credit to Coach Williams who takes a lot of heat on this board on these boards and 
on Inside Carolina, and I understand that, and, and sometimes things are warranted, but what he has not failed to do is keep these guys together and lead them, and even though they haven't won, it would appear they've been winners off the court and they've stayed together. Let me take a quick commercial break to talk about our friends at Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. They are your place to go for Carolina gear. If you need anything for the rest of the winter or anything for spring, Giant T-Shirt has you covered. With baseball season started, they have those awesome UNC baseball jerseys. They also have the basketball jerseys, football jerseys, anything else that you could want from any of the sports going on right now in Chapel Hill. So if you are going to be at the Bosch for a baseball game or if you're going to be able to catch one of the few remaining basketball games, Make sure, actually, there's only one left against Wake Forest. Make sure that you swing by Franklin Street, where Giant T-Shirt has been in business for decades. They have the absolute best customer service as well. If you can't make it to Chapel Hill, you can always shop online at GiantT-Shirt.com. You get that same great customer service and the same awesome selection of UNC gear. And don't forget that if you are a subscriber to Inside Carolina, you get 10% off of your orders online at GiantT-Shirt.com or at their Franklin Street location. You can get that 10% off code from the Tar Pit Premium Message Board or the Basketball Premium Message Board. So that's Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com, your place to go for Carolina gear. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, Dewey, let's go ahead and talk about Cole Anthony because I thought he had one of his better games in a Tar Heel uniform, even though you know, he didn't hit that 30-point mark like we saw early on in the year. But I just thought that he played very much under control. He did not try to push things too far, and he really did a good job of setting up his teammates. Now, he still did have five turnovers, which unfortunately has been an issue on the season, but he did have five assists, five rebounds. He also hit some big-time free throws down the down the stretch as well, and he had that also that pull-up jumper that was a little bit MJ-esque uh, that helped really put the Wolf Pack away. So when you're looking when, at Cole Anthony, when he puts in these types of performances, just what are you thinking watching him run that Roy Williams offense at this point? Yeah, yeah, I agree with what you said. I thought he was really good. He was under control. He still turned the ball over quite a bit, but I would venture to say, I don't know if this stat exists, but if you compare – you know, turnover rate to time with ball in hands, uh, that his turnover ratio is really not that crazy because the guy has the ball in his hands so often. And we still, so many possessions, five, six, seven seconds on the shot clock, we just throw it to him and say, here, make a play. And so that, that putting him in those positions is difficult. It, it requires us to be better on offense earlier in the shot clock. But Despite the turnovers, I thought he was excellent. Seven for 12 is obviously a terrific percentage and uh, far better than he's been at at most times this year. Um, had a great steal and a dunk. He made the big jumper that you mentioned fading away in front of uh, our bench from the elbow and made a couple free throws. So he was really good, floor general, and uh, was really smart in that he continued to get the ball into Garrison, which obviously that was the hot hand needed to feed him. And he also found Christian Keeling a couple times when he made a few in a row, especially that one where he penetrated, drew the defender in front of our bench and kicked it for the three. So he did a really nice job. He also defended, played hard, crashes the glass aggressively every night. 
look, it's been a tough year for him, for everybody, but I thought tonight he was excellent. He really was. So what other takeaways did you have from this one, Dewey? Anything else stick out to you, a particular player or play? Anything at all that you want to share with the Inside Carolina podcast listeners? I would just say Garrison again. I mean, he just uh, he played his ass off. And can't emphasize it enough how exciting it is to have him to be the anchor of our team coming back next year. You know, everybody assumes Cole will be moving on. We've got a, a great recruiting class coming in. And again, I'm not meaning to talk about next year. There's plenty of games left this year. I'm just making the point that you've got a kid that all spring, summer, and early fall is going to set the tone for the entire team on this is how you work. This is how you put your time in. This is how you focus on recovery. Follow me. Do the things that I do because now it's not just I'm doing it because I think I should. I'm doing it and I proved that my way and my work showed as a junior how good I can be. And so now you have somebody to look to. All those freshmen that come in for summer session, they're going to watch him. The guys that are coming back, Baycott, should be watching him and just do everything that Garrison does because the player he was when he came in as a freshman to the player he's become uh, is an incredible amount of growth. And so that's the only reason I keep pointing at him for next year. It's not so much for when the games start. Yeah, that's great. We're going to get the finished product of his work and he's going to hopefully play like he did tonight, but it's from April 1st to September 1st where him putting up numbers like this that he almost doesn't even have to use words. His play has shown his teammates and his incoming teammates. I'm the guy. You should follow me. Do what I do, and we have a chance to be really good. And that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, and I think the biggest takeaway is just the confidence that he is showing right now. And you know, the other key returning player for next season is going to be Leaky Black. And I thought he actually showed a lot of confidence tonight as well, which is very big, again, going back to the theme that this team could have folded. They could have already been packing their bags and just be done with it, but they have not. And I think that that confidence will definitely bleed over into next season, especially with those incoming freshmen. So, I mean, you know, how big of a deal do you really think that is, Dewey, that these are going to be guys that maybe will maybe will be able to find their groove throughout these this last bit of the 2019-2020 season and then carry that over the summer when they have five new teammates coming in? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, the first thing, we haven't been able to do this, but it, you know, can we stay healthy? And can we make a run in the ACC tournament? It's a funky year. I mean, you see that with the weight game. You see with Clemson beating us. Uh, you see us losing to Boston College, you, you know, then us sweeping state, who is a was a probable tournament team, at least before tonight. So it's a weird year. Uh, it's a monumental task to think that we could win five in five days and win the ACC tournament. But I do think they've got a chance to go there and play well if everybody's healthy. So a couple games left. You'd love to go over to Cameron and find some way to win in that crazy environment. Um and then let's see what happens in the in the tournament. But uh, these guys know they're better than their record has shown. And it's it's been an almost impossible stat that we've lost 12 games uh, in the last 30 seconds or so. It's it's almost uh, – it feels like it could never be repeated. You know, I, I've had this conversation with people reflecting back on the Duke game. 
some people never lose a game where you're up by that much with 30 seconds to go in their whole career. And we managed to do it twice in the same game. So, so many crazy things have happened, buzzer beaters, this, that, and the other thing. You just hope that we can finish the season on a high note somehow uh, with a run in the ACC tournament, or maybe somehow they win it, uh, but at least close the season strong, close the season healthy, and roll into off-season workouts with some kind of momentum. And then do, like I said, follow Garrison. That's the guy who's going to be your leader. Uh, The work he's put in has proven to have been exactly what he was supposed to do to get better. So you follow that guy and you see how good we can be next year. Let's wrap it up with this, Dewey. With Syracuse coming up on the 29th, the team now has a couple days to maybe get some R&R in. What do you think that the players and the coaching staff will be doing between now and that matchup where they have to travel up to Syracuse to face that 2-3 zone? Yeah, look, it's going to be a tough one. It's hard to play there. The dome, it it messes with your shooting a little bit. And uh, the zone is going to require us to make outside shots, which we haven't done uh, well at all this year. So uh, get some rest. Obviously, guys are banged up. Garrison was sick. Justin Pierce missed the game. B-Rob is obviously totally banged up. So get as healthy as you can. And, uh, you know, you're coming off a win, finally. Coming off a win, practice is always easier. So hopefully they have a good couple of practices working against the zone and they got to go up there and make shots. Syracuse by no means is, is some juggernaut that we can't beat. Uh, it's a winnable game against a team that is uh, no, no one on that team should we be intimidated by, uh, but it is a funky defense to play against in a weird gym. So you got to be prepared for all that. And bottom line, we got to go up there and make shots, exploit the zone, try to get the ball in the middle and uh, maybe maybe Cole's due for a 28-30, 32-point night. That'd be great to see. Go up there and grab a win. Absolutely. That would be music to my ears, man. All right, well, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, Dewey. Thanks a lot for talking to me. Have a great rest of your night. All right, thanks, John. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do averaging 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.